Welcome to the Magnificat Podcast. We are an international ministry to Catholic women. Throughout this series, we will pray together, share insights, and hear amazing testimonies, typically from women of faith who have been touched by the power of the Lord in their lives. This is a decidedly Catholic podcast, and in this series, you will hopefully learn more about the Catholic faith, God, the Blessed Mother, and much more. Thanks so much for joining us. Now let's listen to a great program. We know that this is the buzz. I mean, this is the talk. This is what's happening in our life right now. So what I'd like to do is share with you um, what the Central Service Team, that's the um, servant leaders, if you will, of this ministry. We put out a note to the ministry on Wednesday to the leadership. And I just really kind of want to read that to you because I don't know that I can say it any better. Um, We said calling all prayer warriors. Okay? This, this is a time of prayer, okay? And it says, let's unite now in worldwide prayer. We said, for those who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. For you did not receive a spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you received a spirit of adoption through which we cry, Abba, Father. So we said that the Magnificat, in concert with worldwide faith communities, this, this is a time of unite. We keep getting in our prayer, unite. Okay? That to unite with the faith communities throughout the world, they're calling uh, for us to uh, call for the protection and deliverance from this coronavirus. And so we are already in Lent. I mean, this just wasn't a Lent that we had planned, right? <laughs> so, you know, many of us have already upped our prayer. We're increasing our prayer, the fasting, almsgiving, and we're already praying, you know, concerning this virus. But what we said uh, to them was that we were going to suggest that they start a novena that was on Wednesday when we had put this out, and that it would end on the Feast of St. Joseph, okay, March the 19th. And we said, like at Lepanto and throughout history, we've run into the arms of our Mother Mary, praying the rosary and asking for intercession. And we asked them to join us in this prayer for containment and, again, for protection. And we said, please pray at least a decade a day, if not the whole rosary, for those intentions, again, loving and protection of our family. Because if we haven't figured it out by now, it's all about the power of prayer. Okay? Um, I understand President Trump uh, has indicated tomorrow to be a national day of prayer. So um, I I think we're all on the same wavelength, if you will, because this isn't a human thing, you know? Um, This is much bigger than than any of us. And I have to think that there are good lessons coming from this for all of us. Um, So what we went on to tell our leaders was that God did not give us, again, a spirit of fear, but one of power and love and self-control. And we encouraged them to encourage one another um, not to give in to a spirit of fear and panic. I don't know about you, but I happened to be at Costco the first of the week. And it was like the town crier out in front of the store. We're out of water. We're out of sanitation. We're out of toilet paper. And I'm thinking... What did I miss? I, <laughs> I, I, I just didn't have any idea what was happening, obviously. And this is what I was confronted with uh, on the first of the week. Anyway, 
This isn't about panic. Um, and so we said, in all circumstances, you pray and, and use good judgment, you know, as it pertains to your own situation. Um, we also encouraged our entire ministry to follow diocesan guidelines, follow the government guidelines, follow the medical experts, okay? And just like even today, you know, our governor has told us that uh, over 250 people in gatherings, you know, they highly recommend that those be canceled. So, you know, we're trying to use good judgment. Now, I don't know um, about you, but also we recommended to the people if they wanted just to know more about this, to go to the CDC's website and where they're doing things momentarily. You know, and in basic stuff, wash your hands. Um, you know, they were talking about drinking water because uh, drinking water, and it's not like how much water a day, but constantly drinking it, because I don't know about you, but I'm being educated, because they said, you know, if you do have a virus or whatever that maybe gets itself inside of you, sort of, but the water washes it into your stomach where the acids of your stomach can dispose of it. So drinking water throughout the course of the day or liquids, washing it through your system. So I'm becoming a little more educated, you know, to, to some of the suggestions, and I thought that was a, a good one at that. Anyway, um, bottom line in prayer, I love St. Lucia of Fatima. She said, there is no problem that cannot be resolved by praying the rosary no matter how difficult it is. So, you know what, ladies? We have, and, and brothers in Christ here, we have tools available to us. But sometimes when the fear and the panic set in, we forget. We forget what's at our disposal. We forget what was given to us at baptism. So, um, one of the things I would like to read to you is from uh, an email that uh, a sister, and she's a mother superior in Italy right now, so it's kind of like at the heart of this whole situation. She said, uh, while it's good to stay informed and take precautions, she says, we can't let fear and paranoia take over our thoughts and lies. She says, everything that happens should always point us towards the spiritual, towards eternity. She said, so we leave you with a little advice from St. Ignatius, a little prayer strategy to discern what God may be whispering to each of us individually during this unusual Lent. She says, the whole world is going through this. So she says, reflect. If God was indeed going to call you home soon, how would you spend your last days? What regrets would you have, and what would you scurry to remedy or change or heal? What would you have wanted to do better, and how would you have wanted to love more? Virus or no virus? This is how we must approach every day, because one day will be our last here on earth. So let's not waste any more opportunities waiting for the last minute, and sincerely convert while we still have the time. And she says, come to think of it, it's not such a strange Lent after all, is it? <laughs> now, I, I share that because to me, that's the essence of what's happening here. Um, God gives us opportunities. It's just what do we do with them? How do we look at them? How do we look at life? Um, I think that, you know, we sometimes get so busy that we just miss the obvious, don't we? And sometimes... 
God will, because he loves us so much, not that he causes things, but he allows things to get our attention, doesn't he? So I think this is a wonderful opportunity for each of us. Now, of course, I'm talking to the choir here, and I know that. And I also know in my heart of hearts that we're all here for a reason this morning. Okay? And, you know, just like the council in 68, uh, the closing message there, it's women that are impregnated with the spirit of the gospel can do much to help mankind from falling. Well, ladies and brothers, I, I think that's where we're at right now. Okay, we can be instrumental in helping our family and friends and community in knowing how to approach the situation that is in our face. Whether we want it to be or not, okay, Sister Carmelina just gave a beautiful Lenten um, retreat yesterday at St. Francis, but it's like, you know, sometimes life just happens. It's not necessarily that we want it to happen that way. And again, as I said in the beginning, it's like, you know, we can plan and cause God to laugh. But this is in our face. So how do we deal with it? And one of the things that has been coming to me in in our prayer uh, is fasting. Fasting is almost forgotten about today. Again, we're we're so self-sufficient. And that's part of the issue. How many people, it, it, it's like the evil one. He knows God's name, but his knee is not bowing before him. Okay? So fasting helps us to clean up our interior. It helps us to be more receptive to what God is trying to communicate to us. So I, I would highly encourage us to think of fasting. Now, it was funny because... Yesterday, I was uh, told that President Trump was going to make an announcement. And it was just moments before it happened, I got this text. So I thought, I'm going to see what he has to say. And so I tuned in. And he proceeded to share, as you all probably know, that uh, we have a national emergency now. It is a worldwide pandemic. And so he spoke. But he also had all of these incredibly brilliant medical people speaking, as well as uh, corporate America. And I have to admit, as I'm listening to this and seeing this and watching it, it it really um, (laughs) caused me almost to have a little tinkle in my eye because there was such unity for a common purpose and cause. These people who are often competitors are now uniting together for a purpose, a mission, okay? This wasn't about, you know, one-upsmanship. This is what can we do together for our loved ones, our country, for the world. And it really was endearing to, to watch them and hear them. Now, one of the things that I was hearing, and this is Donna Ross speaking, I know this is big. I know we're trying to follow the government regulations and everything and, and the diocesan guidelines and everybody else that gives us any guidelines. And, and we're doing that in good faith. But one of the things that I heard that kind of resonated with me yesterday is that they had a chart. And the chart showed a, a peak. Okay, It was like a big mountain peak. Okay, And what they were saying was, we have the ability 
And I'm not discounting the prayer at all. That's first and foremost. But we personally have an ability, it was saying, to help minimize that peak. And they were calling it social distancing. You might have heard the the terminology. And it was really just um, non-essential things. You know, again, we're running around all the time. Non-essential gatherings, maybe instead of going to the grocery store seven days a week, you go once or twice, you know. But to distance ourselves if we can uh, to help minimize the contact and and the spread because the, the idea is not to peak the mountain but to flatten the mountain. They were saying that it's not that we're not going to have people that get sick. It's going to happen. It's happening. But what they were saying is to make less of an impact on the hospitals and our healthcare systems, if we can flatten it more, it will be ultimately better for ourselves, our families, and the community. So with that in mind, I know I am rethinking that I am going to try to do probably attend less things that are not essential that I feel, you know, to stay home more. And when I was saying this to a friend, she says, Donna, I don't really want to stay home by myself, she's saying. <laughs> and and I thought, and this morning it was like the Lord just ding. It was like fasting. There's different kinds of fasting, isn't there? And, and I didn't even think about it. And I'm thinking, she doesn't necessarily want to stay home by herself, but... God gives her more time to pray and meditate. He keeps her out of the mainstream. And it's something she doesn't necessarily want to do, but she's kind of giving it up for the good of all. And I thought, Lord, you are amazing. You know, again, I just didn't. So I just share that thought with you, okay? Uh, I'm not saying lock yourself up in your bathroom and stay there for 30 days. I'm not saying that, so please. But we can use, I think, some good judgment, prudence, common sense to do our part in helping to minimize the impact of what's happening. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. So I just, just sharing what the Lord has been placing on my heart here. So um, the, the other thing is that um, we, we are equipped, and I, I brought a little show and tell. The Lord was placing this on my heart. Okay, now I don't know about you. I don't know how many of you have holy water in your homes, because I know a lot of the churches right now don't have them. But if you've got holy water, oh, that's the blessed salt, okay, okay, the holy water, I went around with my holy water the other day, and I sprayed my house, and I blessed it in the name of the Lord, and I, it's not the first time I've ever done that. But you know what? These are sacramentals, ladies, and we forget about them. And the power of these things, I just can't begin to overestimate. Okay, blessed salt. If you don't have blessed salt, get it out. Sprinkle it, okay? These are things that are available to us. Many of us have forgotten it. Now, they were saying about consecration to St. Joseph. One of the things that uh, was an email that was sent to me was that um, they're consecrating themselves also to St. Joseph because... He was like a tremendous influence with plagues. And there's like a St. Roach, I believe, R-O-C-H from Italy, uh, patron of plagues. But one of the things the Lord had placed on my heart before I read that was the crucifix. I don't know how many of you have a crucifix in your home now. Okay? But it was saying that during those times of disease and plague, 
they took the crucifix as they went out to the communities and led the way with the crucifix. Wouldn't you love to have a run on crucifixes today rather than toilet paper? Okay? So get yourself a crucifix if you don't already have one. And don't get just the cross. Get the one with the corpus. The corpus is uh, just an absolute uh, repulsive to the evil one, so I'm told. Okay? So... And, and have them blessed. Have, you know, ask our priests to bless these uh, beautiful items for our homes. And then we've always been told over the years, a blessed candle. Okay? If you don't already, get a blessed candle. Now, I don't care if we're having a virus or not. These things should be in our homes. Right? We forget. We just forget. So I think I'm here today to remind you, okay? And then that can be something that the ripple effect. You can share with your loved ones. You can share with your friends, okay? We need to equip ourselves. And if you're not already, make sure you're putting that armor on every morning. That Ephesians 6, okay? That helmet, the breastplate, you know, the shield of faith, the sword of the spirit, the belt, you know. I'm not going to have you dressed right now because hopefully you've already done it, okay? But if you're not, we need to start understanding the power that God has given us and stand up to what is happening in the world, not only today, but for the future. I have to be honest with you, ladies and gentlemen. I don't think our times are going to get easier as we go forward. And I'm not talking just virus, Okay, we have to be prepared. It is not by accident that you are here today. I know that, and I think you are feeling it too. Okay, you are the light in the darkness. I'm going to read a prayer that Bishop Amon, who is our Archbishop for the whole ministry, Magnificat was founded in '81 in New Orleans, so he is our Archbishop. Um, as far as where our mother chapter was uh, and is. And uh, it's a very simple prayer, but he says, uh, Lord, we live in fear and uncertainty as we experience the coronavirus. Be our strength and our hope. Give healing to those affected and protection to all of us. We ask you to calm our fears and trust in you. We also ask the prayers of Our Lady of Pomp Secor, St. Joseph, and Blessed Silos to strengthen us in this time of need. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Now, you've all probably heard that, um, again, depending upon the diocese, depending upon the states and what have you, there are places that they are encouraging not to attend even Mass. In, in throughout the country. So a couple of things just practical. Uh, also, um, you know, as Angela already mentioned, the Magnificat, uh, Miss Alette here, uh, again, they pay us royalties to use the name, but it's a wonderful Miss Alette, and that's why we gave them permission years ago. So they are making this available online free so people can read the liturgy of the word and, and uh, 
read the liturgy of the Eucharist. It's, it's beautiful, and I commend them for doing that. Um, also, the National Basilica is uh, going to be live streaming their mass. We know EWTN does that daily. So, if people who are confined, particularly elderly or sick, or people who are compromised in their health, have to stay home, and uh, maybe you. Uh, you know, just want to tune in, whatever. Those things are available to you. So I would encourage us to uh, take advantage of us. So I think that um, those are the main things that I think the good Lord placed on my heart for this morning to share with you. Um, I thank you for being here. I think that we can be a very... Um, I'm going to say spiritual light in a secular environment and and I encourage all of you to not be afraid the Lord in the scripture told us what 365 times be not afraid and so I thank all of you for being here and uh, let's just pray for one another and our world God bless you Thanks so much for listening to this Magnificat podcast. Have you been touched by our time together? If so, for more information or to find a Magnificat chapter near you, go to our website at magnificat-ministry.org or visit us on social media. We would love to hear from you. You can also email us at magnificatcst at aol.com or call 504-828-MARY, M-A-R-Y. Until the next time, may God bless you.